This is the More Than Fitness Podcast with Matt McLeod. Okay. All right. Now, now we're good to go. How you doing, oh, yeah. man? I'm doing well, man. How about you? I'm excited to be here. Are we recording? Is this legit? Is this going to be this is, on it we, we're, right here? This is it. We're, we're recording we're right in. now, dude. All right. This, this is, dude. This, uh, this is. I feel like this has been a long time coming, yeah, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm super, super excited to to have you on. And I just wanted to thank you for, you know, being my first guest. Hell yeah, man! Thank you for having me. On. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on. I, I should feel I'm the one who's, you know, reciprocating it to you. So no, man. I'm. I feel like I'm uh, talking talking to the celebrity right now. You know. Hey, the, yeah. Uh, the, one of the king of Instagram right now. <laughs> I love it. it. I'll, I love I'll take it. it. I'll take it. For sure. But um, yeah, so I just want to first, you know, welcome everybody in, uh, maybe people that that are new to this podcast or um, some of my listeners and things. I just want to thank everybody for for listening. And I'm I'm super excited, you know, for for all of this. You know, this is this is a new experience for me. It's going to be new for listeners, uh, and I'm just really excited to uh, provide a lot of value today. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have than the one and only Carter Good. So, um, for the people, you know, for the three or four people who don't have maybe Instagram or something, will you give me a, a little bit of a brief, you know, the uh, bio behind you? Yeah, yeah, just like um, just like life bio or like like instagram dude whatever 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 you whenever somebody comes up to you in a bar and and introduces themselves to you like mm-hmm. what what do you tell them okay okay like I they ne- say what do you do well i never remember but i'll try to try to uh, get it figured out right now um no it's but, all good. Uh, so basically uh my name is carter good um i am a fitness slash fat loss coach um just i guess a quick blurb about me um Growing up, I was always overweight, um, never incredibly like obese or anything. Growing up, I was just you know chubbier kid. Family was always overweight. A lot of my family has like type two diabetes and like you know diet related stuff. Um, in high school, my parents got separated or got divorced and, and and separated, and so it was kind of like you know bouncing back and forth between houses. And um, at that time, that's when I ballooned from like I think at the time like two twenty two thirty pounds up to like you know over three hundred pounds, and um, it's like six or seven months there, and. Um, around that time is actually whenever I was first really starting to get into like seriously into fitness growing up, I was always kind of jumping on different diets, weight watchers, whatever. Um, but I was a kid, I didn't really care. Um, and then I got, I made it, once I hit over 300 pounds, that's when things got serious. Um, and you know, kind of basically got to the point where I totally 180 got super focused on fitness. It kind of basically became my entire life. All I did was read about it and learn about it. Um, and then with the college and, uh, was in like exercise science and, and nutrition classes and all that, and um, eventually left college actually early to start an internship with a company based around fitness stuff, uh, but more of like marketing kind of writing stuff for for fitness. Um, and then left that area um, and, and started my own uh, fitness brand. And uh, ever since then, I've been just posting on social media um, and doing all that. And now we're here. Living life, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's it. Drink, drinking some rosé, enjoying some time, time with your girlfriend. That's it. Always, always. Yeah, rosé. Rosé. Sometimes, most of the time, it's uh, a char- if, if it's going to be uh, with with the girlfriend, it's and it's like a refreshing wine, normally Chardonnay. Yeah, so fill me the, in here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. me, me, and me and my girlfriend have became uh, new wine connoisseurs, and so we 
we like to, you know, give it the uh, uh, whatever you swirl it around, and then we oh, give yeah. it the little sniffy, the little sniffy sniff at the, the, at the legs, restaurants. You see the we legs. We just act, the... act like we know what we're doing, and we have no idea. We just like to oh, drink yeah. wine and 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 feel good about it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I, we're to the problem now where we got the memberships at different places. Um, yeah. And there so, you go. And that's the problem, though, is once you have memberships, then it's like there's an obligation. Like, yeah. Are you, of, are, are you part of? Are you part of Gary V's thing? I am. I actually. Uh, stop doing that one only because you. there's too many memberships. And so like, yeah, the other yeah, two yeah. memberships I'm a part of like our local so I can like go to the places mm. the Gary V and I'm just like, I'm just getting wine delivered to my door every month and then I'm <laughs> yeah. drinking it. Like if it's getting delivered, I'm going to drink it. And so it's almost like, I feel like I have to at least create the boundary up. If I want to, if we want to drink wine, I have to go buy the bottle and bring it back. I can't just have it delivered to my front door. Yeah. 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 There you go. And that makes it a little bit more of an experience too. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, I would, I would have, I was going to try the, um, so for people who don't know, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk has a, uh, wine club where he sends out like three, like you can do different cases, but three bottles of wine essentially a month. And, um, uh, yeah. And so you can sign up and it's like a subscription type thing, but yeah. So they don't do it in Kentucky. They don't deliver alcohol to Kentucky. Wait, so, wait, really? Kentucky? Yeah. Kentucky law. Yeah. We're one How of the states that? where you, how can like that with all of its bourbon, though? You know what, man? I don't know. I don't make the laws. I just got to follow most of them. Yes, exactly. Um, but 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 yeah. So so yeah. Wine is wine has been a, a new part of our life. But um, well, cool. That was that was a, a really good little brief synopsis uh, on everything. And I think I'm still trying to figure out what I really want to do with these podcasts. And so it's called the More Than Fitness Podcast. Yeah, and and so what I think I'm trying to get from these are uh, interviewing, you know, people in the fitness space. And I think, you know, of course we're going to get into, uh, whatever, you know, strategies, dieting, uh, training, I'm sure we will lead to that somehow, but like, I'm really, uh, more interested into, uh, your story and like who you are as a person and things, you know, that you might like outside of fitness, uh, and, and things like that. So, I'm not, I'm not afraid of taking this conversation anywhere. So just don't restrict yourself yeah. uh, in any way. But I felt like kind of um, the, the best way to kind of start this is kind of take people back more towards the beginning. So like to, to, to take it all, like, where were you, where were you born? Yeah. Um, so I was born in Southern Ohio. So actually probably pretty close to you um, in, in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, probably yeah. a very similar environment though. So very small city though. Like three to four thousand people type of town we actually lost our city city uh title it was a huge deal i remember when it happened we were a city and you lo- you have to have five thousand people and it dropped down to a township um, oh really yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's that's literally like getting like going from like varsity to like junior varsity like getting right. demoted um, yeah 100 percent. that's how small it. it was like you know you knew everybody so yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent under town, understand the, the small town dynamics, but so is that where you were uh, raised as well? Or did you end up moving? Yeah. So I spent, I like went to high school there, um, and everything. And I actually went to school, um, in college at Marshall university, uh, which oh, yeah, is yeah. like oh, yeah, yeah, Virginia yeah. right there. Um, and so it was also still kind of a small town. So it's funny. I was like, I've, I've stayed in that, like they call it the tri-state area that like Southern yeah, no, Ohio, I'm, you're, you're, yeah. you're tri-state area too. Like I'm there. Yeah, weekend. for yeah. sure. So, um, that's where I've honestly spent most of my life. And, um, then I eventually moved to Florida and stuff and moved around, but, um, now I'm back in Ohio. So I've spent most of my life in this kind of area. Cool. Cool. And yeah, so I'm, 
I'm I'm located in Lexington, Kentucky right now, which is around the college and things, the University of Kentucky. Uh, but I was born in Ashland, Kentucky, which okay. is actually right on the Ohio River. Like it's literally right there. And it's you can go across the bridge and you can turn right and you can go to West Virginia or you can turn left. And you can go to Ohio. So I'm like right there on the tri-state border. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I understand how that is. But uh, so. Uh, at like your high school and things, did you, did you play sports? Like, were you, um, you know, a big nerd or, or kind of how was that dynamic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of like, I, and it's funny cause like, you know, fitness sort of intertwines itself into a lot of my high school career, but, um, most of my life growing up, like, it's funny because like, I've always had, um, I guess like maybe charisma or like, I was never like unpopular, like, cause even as like me, like being heavier, I was in the popular you know, crowd. I feel like even for you and I, I mean, we're like the same age. And so, mm-hmm. um, how old are you? 24 about to turn. 25. Okay. I'm, t- I'm 25. I just turned 25 in December. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, so like, I feel like for us, it was something where I don't, I don't feel like there was really like the cool kids and in, in like, and there was like a huge hierarchy. I feel like if you were yeah. just like, if you were cool, you were cool. No one like, like it didn't matter as much. And so, um, uh, I didn't really ever struggle with like, I didn't personally ever struggle with like feeling left out or, uh, or anything like that in high school. Well, here's, Probably here's the thing yeah. I can, I can already tell you right now. I can tell that, you know, uh, you're a really nice guy. You're a really well, genuine you. guy. And I feel like, um, and, and that's one of the main reasons that I wanted to have you on. Cause I'm just trying to connect with as many, um, just genuine people in the industry. And I, I just, I yeah. want to, you know, talk to more people like you and you hear people talk about networks and, and things like that. So of course I'm doing this podcast, uh, you know, for my audience to provide value and things like that. But like more so, I just wanted to have an excuse to like talk to more yeah. people like you. And, um, so I was the, I was the same way in high school. Like I, I felt like I got along with most people that I came in contact with. And I actually had a few different, like I was on the football team um, and, you know, like whatever the typical like jock stereotype, I guess. But I also had friends in the other compartments of high school, those other like niches in high school, like whatever, some, some of the weird kids or like somebody from the band uh, or, you know, or, or, or whatever, just the, the different uh, typical cliques in high school. And I think you're just a people person. So, you know, I feel like it makes sense that most people, uh, you know, uh, liked you and you got along with everybody. Have you ever just a quick aside, ha- do you ever work with people from your high school with fitness? Um, I never have, like, I've never worked as a client and like coaching clients. Like I never have it partly because I don't, I don't think anyone's ever like applied to uh, who I went to school with. I don't know, but I've like helped some of my friends like right here and there, but you know, I've of never course. like worked as like a coach for, for any of them now. I was, I was curious because I've actually had a few, and I guess, uh, whenever I f- was first starting too, uh, you know, it was more, uh, local people, people knew more mm-hmm. about it and things. And so I've actually have worked with uh, quite a few people from really? my high school. Yeah. Either like from my football team, like I'm working right now with one of my linemen that was on my team. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there was another kid that, that was above me, but, um, yeah, it's just really cool how those little hometown dynamics, like it's cool to, uh, potentially, you know, either work with those people in the future, uh, and just build those relationships over time. But I feel like it's a good testament to, 
if I could talk to a younger uh, kid in, in high school or middle school or whatever, my main sentiment would be like, be nice to everybody yeah. because you never know later in life, like somebody could be a cop or somebody could be the judge, you know, or some, those are just bad things. Yeah, like if, are, yeah. if you, if you, you get caught by the police, sticky situation, there's, there's some deeper issues going on. You've broken the law um, and you need, to but get... you just, yeah, you just, you just never, yeah. you just never know when, uh, something like that or an accountant or something like yeah. that, you know, like somebody mm -hmm. can come in handy. So I, I think that 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 makes sense for you. And I just want to go on that tangent because I feel like you're such a nice person. And I feel like that's why you're doing so well in the industry is because you genuinely care about other people and you can have good relationships with people and they can just connect to you, you know? Yeah, no, for yeah. sure, man. And that, that's like one of those things that is, um, I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's also though, because like, I don't really have a very, I'm not, I'm not very confrontational, like in, in general. Um, I'm just not a big fan of confrontation. And so like, I've probably, to a degree, like, and I've never been like a pushover by any means, but like, I've also never like really put myself in situations to, for, to like create a controversy too. So I feel like I am a nice guy, but then it's also like, um, I, it's, it's weird not to say that I'm not a nice guy, but it's funny. Like I've never been in a situation there where someone's like backstabbed me or something or like done yeah. something for me to like mm -hmm. retaliate. So I don't know that's, that's weird because I was actually talking to, um, my girlfriend, and, and like we have completely different upbringings in terms of like challenges that we've overcome and like Ooh, she's yeah. done like and she's done like crazy things like she'd be a good person to even bring on here at some point like oh i will for her sure story, go ahead story. and tell her like well yeah i will yeah yeah i'll get her on here but like, like yeah. she though but just like so i won't spoil it but basically she's had crazy things happen in her life like up sure. to this point crazy moves and stuff and it's funny how like um and i feel like a lot of times entrepreneurs people in our situation have had crazy, like, like big things happen in their life, like, like big changes or something. And it's just funny and like, or like big sacrifices to become, to do this thing. Right. And it's, for me, it's just like, like I grow up and like, and other than my parents getting divorced and like my life's been like, I've, I've had not a lot of challenges, I guess. Right. Sure. Um, I've, everyone's, I've always had friends and like everyone, I've never been in argument, like big arguments with people and had like falling, like huge falling outs. I've never had like, um, Sit complicated situations where I had to make a hard choice between people or whatever. Um, and, and so, um, you know, obviously yeah. there's a testament. Some, there's somewhere in there, there's a reason why I, I am where I am today. But um, I don't know, always thinking back, it's very funny. So I always wonder if it has something to do with like, like, like maybe, I, I don't know, like, you know, just like how I am maybe, like maybe because I'm not confrontational, a lot of that hasn't happened. But maybe also some opportunities haven't happened because I haven't like been as confrontational. I don't know. Right. I'm curious how, um, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how yeah. were your parents like? Are, are they, you know, are they similar to you? Are they, you know, generally nice people, outgoing, you know, charismatic and things? Do you think yeah, you got yeah. it some from them? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, they are also that like, and, and so in that small town I grew up in, um, it was funny because like my mom is like in the hall of fame, um, there like for, for sports and stuff. Um, and, and my dad was actually a pat, like pat, growing up, my dad was a pastor of the church or of the, cool. like one of the bigger churches there. So, so whenever they got separated, it was kind of like a, it was kind of a big news thing for like a year. But then after that happened, like, it's weird, like, cause both of them, I mean, I still have a great relationship with my parents, both my parents. Um, and like, even back then, uh, even though my dad kind of is, is more in the, the, the route of like, you know, he has a, he's like remarried and has like a, like a job at the school and stuff like that. Um, my mom actually like is a photographer and like now is like an entrepreneur herself um, and remarried a guy who started his own business. Um, but together, I mean, they're both very similar, they're both outgoing, they're both friendly. Um, 
um, you know, I get, it's, it's funny, like I get along with both of them. So I'm sure there's, you know, I got that from them as well. Just sure. uh, there was, cause there was never confrontation in my house either. Like no one ever got punished. No one ever yelled or anything. I, I, and I, I feel like I can relate to that as a lot as well. I mean, my, I, I've written about it multiple times, but like my parents, um, uh, have done everything for me and I, I could not be more grateful for my parents. And I feel like, um, I honestly, some, I, you know, the first person I've ever heard talk about this was Gary Vee about how he's actually felt guilty about having such good yeah. like parents and things. Mm -hmm. And like you hear, you know, you always hear about people who struggle with, with, with parenting or they grew up in some type of shitty situation and things. And like, I've just been very blessed and I feel like, um, you can kind of have two different paths whenever that happens. And you can either take the um, spoiled brat path and you can be like, okay, I've got the whenever like a silver spoon, or I've just got more mm -hmm. opportunities that most people um, don't. And it's just like, uh, you know, uh, I'm never going to work a day in my life or, or whatever. They just take everything for granted essentially. Yeah. Or you take the, the other route where it's just like, uh, my parents have done so much for me that all I want to do is pay back them for everything that they've done. So I'm working, um, with like gratitude pushing me yeah. essentially. And so like, yeah. I want to pay back, you know what I'm saying? For sure. And actually like now thinking about this, cause I, I have that same, like, that's actually one of my things with Gary that like, I, I like about him too, because I feel mm -hmm. like the same way. But yeah. when I think back on it though, like one thing my, I think my parents did right was they never, um, like now we weren't like you know filthy rich growing up, but we didn't like struggle sure. or anything. And and I didn't necessarily have to work, um, but like to a to a degree, like they both lived their own lives, um, and they did their own thing. And and neither of my parents have ever lived like vicariously through any of like me or my two other brothers. And I think that's where I think it's something like I think that's like the the bad combo when one. Um, you know, you're giving your kids everything or whatever, and there's like no challenges or, or, you know, they're growing up, they have great parents, which I think is a good thing, but like, you know, there's that side of it. But right. then I think that coupled with like the vicariously, like, like you do everything for your kids, like you get them ready, you, you tie their shoes, like you, you, you're the one who takes them to this thing. And then like, you're like sitting there and doing this. And it's weird. It's like a weird thing to say, like, but there were like, sometimes like my parents would like miss my basketball game. But not because like they were missed. Like they didn't come to know my basketball games. Like if I right. had like ten basketball games, they might only come to nine, and then they might miss one. Sure. Uh, it, it not because it not like it was the championship game, but it might just been a regular game. Like all right, a tennis match. Like I used to, I played tennis in high school, and like I'd have a tennis match like an hour. I'd have a tennis match in um like clay or something, which is sure. like, I think it's like a Portsmouth. It's not clay close clay me, county maybe something like that. Something like that. I don't even know, but sure. it was like an hour away. And so like, and it was like at four 30 after school, like I, they're not going to come watch me play tennis or something like that. I mean, and it was like logical, like, not that we don't want to watch you play. I mean, we know you're going to be, you're going to do great, but I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing where like they never, it was never something where they didn't want to come or didn't support me, but it was just like, they got their own shit to do. It's practical. Kind of thing. Practical. Um, which is, I don't know. And so I don't know if that is why, cause I feel like with that, that made me kind of create my own independence. Yeah. Um, or, mm -hmm. you know, it, or like if I wanted them to know about something that I did that was good, I had to tell them about that. Um, and then they'd be proud of me and stuff. It's like I, ne I never felt like I was just like given uh, their like, you know, undivided attention. That's probably what it is. Like I feel like I still had to work for their attention, which I feel like people who feel constantly neglected by their parents, that's kind of why they have that drive to like basically – prove their parents wrong to, at like a, you know, a biological level, mm. but like prove everyone else wrong at that point that they are good enough because they've been told they're not, or because they've never been shown it. So I feel like maybe it was like a good balance with my parents where they hundred percent supported me, but they never like just you know pushed it on me without me sort of needing to also reciprocate it back. I don't know if that 
No, that a hundred percent makes sense. And obviously it can, it, it's really complex and things, but no, that, that definitely makes sense. What I'm curious about is, um, one of the things that I definitely admire about you the most is your just grind, just like your ability. I just know, and I, I actually listened to a podcast with you and Pat Flynn yesterday, um, okay. just to kind of uh, just get a little bit of a touch, a pulse on, uh, just uh, his interviews and, and interviews with you. And, um, I, I think one of the things that you uh, talked about was your ability to like repeat the same tasks yeah. over and over again and just like, you know, grind it out. I feel like, did you ever play, I know you were a gamer, so did you ever play Call of Duty 4? Oh yeah. Um, oh, Modern yeah. Warfare? Are we talking about, are we about to talk about gold weapons? Dude, dude. So what I, what I was going to say was I feel like you, there, there's, there's, whenever it comes to making content, especially like in the fitness industry, what I'm thinking of is I'm thinking of people like you who are going to run into a building with, you know, a P90 or an MP5 or something, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you're, you're running in, you're jumping around, you're shooting everybody like as fast as possible, but you're yeah. also, you know, maybe dying really quickly, but then you're getting up and running <laughs> yeah. in, but yeah. your, your, your kill death ratio is still like, it's you're still, still you're still one. positive. I'm, st I'm still like two or three, two, you're, three you're, you're positive. Rate. And so, but you just chip away over and over and over again. And that's, I feel like how you, you do really well. And obviously, mm -hmm. you know, you have really good quality work, but another person that I'm thinking of that takes a little bit different route is somebody like Adam Ali. And mm -hmm. so, you know how he just, I feel like he is, um, more like a sniper with his, yeah. with his, with his approach to, uh, putting out content and just how he approaches things as far as, uh, you know, uh, taking a more strategic, uh, uh, back step on things and just mm -hmm. planning maybe a little bit more uh, and, and just uh, taking a, a slightly different approach. Both approaches work, um, but I was mm -hmm. wondering where your um, grind mentality came from or like um, what I'm interested in too is, so I know you were overweight at one point. How yeah. did you always have really hard work ethic like this in other areas of your life and then you just applied it to fitness or like what finally clicked in your mind to like start working hard towards your fitness goals whenever you were overweight, like what happened to make, like you were like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to change. Yeah. So, so going back into that, um, like it's funny cause like I, I was huge into call of duty. I was also huge in the world of Warcraft, which is like literally yeah. a grind game. It's literally sure. the game, the, the game of doing the same quest over and over again. Um, and I think for me, it's like the word grind definitely, yes, like I'll work, I work hard and stuff, but like, it's almost more so, and this is like my personality type. There's like a really cool, after this, I'll, I'll link you to like a really cool, like business mindset test that you take. There's like four mm. different types of like, how do you work best? And, um, my mentality is I'm really good at doubling down on something. If I know that it's the right thing to do yeah. and I know how to do it, I can double down. Like I get exhausted sitting around theorizing things. Mm. Um, or, or try to think about the best thing. But if I know what the, the right thing to do is, I'll do it. So it's like, I'm always making a joke. Like I would be the best widget worker in like Mr. Widget's widget factory. Like mm. I could just like make, if I knew like the, the purpose of this was to make as many widgets as possible, I would do it. And that's why I think like with content creation, um, I think that's why I was, I was really successful early on, especially with like the, the graphics and stuff. But, um, but going back into me, like, I, I think it's something I've always had. Um, I've always been uh, that minded. Like, I've always been somebody who like, I don't really get bored doing the same task over and over again, um, especially if it's like something that I know is helping me move forward. Um, I can just keep doing something. And uh, I think with fitness, that even solidified it to where um, once I like really went all in on it, 
and said, all right, this is what, like, I'm, I'm going to lose weight now. And I started seeing results. And I'm like, oh, wow, if I just keep putting in effort, I just keep seeing results. And I just kept doing the same thing over and over again. There was a period of time where I was like eating, um, you know, most people don't want to do this and I don't even recommend doing this. But for me, it worked. Like I just ate the same thing every day, like literally the same breakfast, the same lunch, the same dinner for like a year. Um, and, and then, and I lost weight, obviously now was that healthy? I don't know. But like at the time, obviously it helped me lose weight. And so, because, because I would kept doing it because it kept working. Um, and that's where I do well. If something keeps, if something's going to keep working, I'll just keep on doing it and doing it and doing it. Now there's some strategy there. Like one thing being going back to your call of duty analogy, like if you're got the guy with the P90X and you're, and you're, you're P90X, <laughs> the P90, <laughs> right, what's it man. called? P90, just P90. P90, are you sure? Okay. Um, yeah. I, I just remember I always use the MP5. So yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, you run in there with the machine gun, right? Yes. And, and you're just like spraying and you're just, your KD's like, you know, you're dying every time. It's like less than one. Like you, you get like five kills and 30 deaths. So, some people can do wrong. it. Some people can do it though. Yeah. Some people, yeah. Can, you know, like I think of like shipment or, you know, the, the really close matches people can, yes, you yeah. know, they just, they have that gung ho mentality, but I feel like and, and whenever I said that, I didn't, I didn't want to, uh, come like, obviously you put out quality work. Like, no, 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 well, is, yeah. no, 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 I, I, I know. I'm just saying just to, uh, clarify, I think you are, it's, it's kind of sci. It's the same way. Jordan's the yes, same way. He's, yeah. he's not too worried one about like what other people are going to think. You're just going to keep trying shit over and over again. And then whenever something sticks, yes, then you're yeah. like fucking all, all in on it, you know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's the approach of like, like you keep doing something. If it's working, you'll keep doing it. But mm-hmm. like, you know, eventually that thing will stop working and right. then you have to be able to you know, try other things until you find the thing that works and then go all in on that thing mm-hmm. um, until it stops working. That, that's kind of how I've always um, operated, I guess, mentally. Sure. Um, Cause I think the sniper analogy is also really good. Cause I think that the positive of sniper analogy is like being able to take opportunities when you see them, the negative being, you could be the guy who has zero kills, zero deaths, and you yeah. just what were you even doing during the game, right? You, just, you, never, you never took your, you never took the shot, yes. uh, and, and you never and you never you know made anything happen. So that's where I think there's positive and negatives to both sides. But I think both of them are being able to recognize opportunities, and however you best you know are able to work through finding those opportunities. So yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, and that's that's kind of what I fight with on a on a constant basis because I do want to take a step back and. I'm actually working on something right now and I know I know you are as well. Mm-hmm. Um just as far as like more of a big project instead of just trying to uh you know chip away at the the things that we've been doing that have been working, but there's other things that we could do um that could pay off even more so in in the long term and I feel like um yeah, having uh that the balance of those, but I've been I've been trying to figure out uh you know what is the right balance between um yeah. taking that step back really coming up with something amazing and then also putting out great content on a daily basis. Um, yeah, so, yeah, dude, it's, 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 it's tough for sure. And it's funny how you've like even caught me in a period where I'm sort of actively because I've spent so much time doing like working the way that I know I work well, but I'm taking a step back and trying to become more of a sniper temporarily. Yeah. Um, because I, I think that similar like it, it's great if you just keep grinding on one thing and doing it and doing and doing but i think you can also get blinded in, in terms of like you just have blinders on into what you're doing you're not really thinking about the big picture and so yeah, um, yeah it's kind of a weird time where i'm also like taking a step back and still you know creating content and doing that but also thinking okay what am i wanting to really do with this thing yeah like, where am i wanting to go um so yeah i feel like the the it works it works perfectly with your the, your fitness journey like you were saying yeah. like you 
um, you, you said that you were eating the same thing every single day. And while it may not be the best long-term strategy, like it was, it was good for the moment, but then obviously yeah. it, eventually you, you adjusted the reins on things. You realized, okay, this is not sustainable. So you were doing something that was working, but then, uh, at some point it ended up not working. And so you've got to, you've got to adjust. And then whenever you adjusted, it was probably to something more, uh, sustainable that you could, you know, do long-term and, and things like that. Did you, mm-hmm. how did that transition occur? Like how, like, when were you like, okay, this probably isn't the best idea. Did you have like a mentor? Did you read a book or what was it? Um, it, honestly, it, it just really just came from, from me just like burnout. It, it, it never, cause I, cause I got so focused on fitness. Like in my call, like I always make jokes how like for college or, or for most people, college is like when they're the most social and they're, they're like, have living their the most like life in terms of like meeting all these new people and, and all these having these, all these new experiences for me like I just lived in my dorm room um especially for the first year and then for half a year I was an RA which literally I always took the shifts to stay in because everyone else went out um and then I eventually started working for my stepdad and I just lived in an apartment off campus so like I didn't even have any friends in, in college it was a crazy um or I didn't like really go out and do anything like even like like socially alcohol for example like I didn't drink alcohol until I was 21 um, and, and so like, I, cause I never did anything, no, no high school parties, no, um, college parties, hopefully that purpose. And then you're recording probably is, um, oh, good. but, uh, it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. This is all, raw, you know, dude. All the cuff, all raw right here. This exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, so it's, that's what happened for me or fitness actually. So this is going to go into like a, a bear question I have for you. Um, Ooh, cause okay. I've been really talking, well, cause I, I, I would love asking entrepreneurs this, um, what helped me change, uh, getting into like a more flexible place with my nutrition um, because I got to the point where I knew I needed to be uh, because I was wanting to be social and I like recognize, okay, this isn't healthy. And I also started to come across people like, um, like uh, I think like Alan Aragon was the first guy I met. And then like, I saw like uh, Mike Matthews, I started reading more about like flexible dining, what that is learning about food. And it was the more you learn about nutrition, the more you realize, okay, wait a minute. Like these foods aren't like, you know, bad or I can eat these things. It, like there's reasons why they are associated with being people gaining weight and stuff. Um, for me, I was able to convince myself whenever I told my, whenever I said, okay, listen, you can try doing this thing. Like just try and track your nutrition. Cause I had never done that losing weight, never did it. Um, and then just try tracking your nutrition. And if it doesn't work, you can come back and do what you were doing before. Um, and that's like a bigger, like uh, philosophical, I guess, question for you in terms of like, do you work better? Like with your, uh, back against the wall, like do or die, or do you work better from knowing you have a safety net? Uh, because it, like the, it, the difference would have been just like, okay, I'm just going to do this because my life stinks right now and I have to change everything. Um, whereas for me, like I always operate very well whenever I know that the consequences aren't that great. And so go ahead and like, you know, jump into the unknown because the consequences, it's not that bad if it doesn't work out. Like that's whenever I operate really, really well. And mm-hmm. so anything with fitness or even business, um, that's been something that like helps me excel whereas other people like even like my girlfriend like she needs to have her back against the wall and like just go all in on something and and like you know just in order to like have like a fire under your ass kind of like to get things done Um, how do you operate in that way sure so i've i've thought about this a lot recently as well and you know it's cool to you know it's cool to whatever say I still even struggle calling myself an entrepreneur because it's just like uh, my business wouldn't yeah. run without me. So it's like, I'm still, you know, yeah. if it, it, it depends on what definition of entrepreneur you take, but like, um, I, I probably, so what I did was I was in college and then I had, uh, you know, 
I had people that, that came to me and they kind of knew me as the fitness guy and they started asking me for help. And I had already hired two coaches up to that point as to help me out with my physique because I competed in two bodybuilding shows and I hired online coaches for that. So I knew an online coach was a job um, uh, or at least, you know, part-time job, whatever. Uh, and then, so people started coming to me for help. And then uh, I helped out a few people. I helped out one guy who's in a fraternity. He told other people in the fraternity, they started coming in and I just, through word of mouth, I kind of expanded things, but it was more so like, I remember like I was, uh, uh, I was just, I remember the first time I got a payment for a, a diet and exercise plan. It, it was on Snapcash actually. So yeah. with Snapchat where you can just send money to each other, like that was my payment. And, uh, I just remember I was like, oh man, like something clicked in my mind and I was like, oh cool. I can, yeah. you know, make money from this. I can not have a job like a technical job in college and I can just do this to make money. And then, um, so I started doing that. It started expanding a little bit. I started making a little bit more money. And then that's whenever I uh, found Jordan and Mike. And they really were the first people that I saw were good people that were doing great work and helping a ton of people. And they were, um, you know, fully supporting themselves. They, they had, uh, you know, a thriving business. And I, they, that gave me the okay, like, okay, I can do this. And so, uh, I mean, like I said, with my parents, they helped me out a lot. So they helped me out with a lot in college and I saved up basically all the money that I was earning. Cause they, they helped me with a lot of payments as far as rent and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't, I don't spend even now, like I barely spend money unless it's like food or, you know, the occasional watch or something like that. But I, mm -hmm. I hardly ever spend anything and I save everything. And so I did, I started my online coaching, like my junior year in college and I've just saved uh, ever since then. So that was what, like four years ago or so. And I've just, I've saved up and I, I see it more of a risk for me to, uh, I saw it more of a risk for me to, you know, um, take the traditional college route and I was going to become a registered dietitian, but registered dietitians then, you know, go work in hospitals or they go work, uh, wherever. And I saw that route actually as more risky than what I was doing because, everything that I was doing was in my own hands and I could, uh, you know, put as much work in as necessary in order to create the life that I wanted to live. And I see it, you know, I see it as much more than just the money, right? Like I'm, my, my biggest thing is, uh, flexibility and freedom. Like if I want to, yeah. if I wanted to take today off and go hang out with my girlfriend all day and go somewhere, like I want to be able to do that. Like that's one of the things that I've worked hard in order to create in my own life. And that is even more important than the money part for me. So like, mm. I feel like, yes, I did take a risk by, you know, um, trying to become an entrepreneur and trying to do all this stuff, uh, whatever, quote unquote on my own. But like, I saw the more traditional route as more of a risk. Cause you know, you're not guaranteed a job. You're not, you know, with online coaching, you can live as long as you have Wi-Fi connection, you're good. You're good to go yeah. wherever you want to go. And so that freedom and flexibility, you know, that overcame anything as far as like, you know, benefits or steady income or anything like that. And I had no ceiling. And so I would say, I actually, I took a risk, but I didn't see it as much of a risk because of all the upside. Mm -hmm. And I knew that everything was in my control. And so that just made me feel a lot better because, 
uh, I don't know. I just I, I'm I'm confident in what in my abilities, and I'm confident in me being able to make this shit work. And so far, it's going okay. So it's just like you know, that's a long winded answer, but that's essentially how how I came to that. So I would say, um, yeah, it wouldn't be my backs against the wall. I just you know slowly maneuvered my way through um, as safely as possible with the minimal amount of risk. You know? Yeah. No, I think I'm I'm in the same way because it's funny how, like for me, because the thing about it is, is like you have to take a like you have to take risk to grow in a sense. Like I mean, you have to like be able to like do that, make that decision that's probably not comfortable sometimes in the moment. It, but you know that that's where you're going to grow, right? I mean, it's like the working out analogy. Working out it hurts in the gym. Some people learn to love it, and I still hate it. But I, you know, people yeah. like working out. But in order to grow, you have to you know do that. And so it's. For me, like I understood that, and so it's funny how when I think back on when I first started my business, because it's funny because I also um, I saw Mike first. He was like one of the first guys I was into uh, following his content, and then I met Jordan through him. Um, but like that's whenever I like decided, okay, I'm going to do this, and and I was actually in Florida for an internship, um, which was already a risk in and of itself because I left school, but my you know my safety net was I can come back to school if this doesn't work out, but if I don't try then I'll never know. Um, so that was my safety net there. But then like, once I left the internship, which was like, you know, it was, it was not, we weren't making a ton of money, but like it was paying you a ton of experience, learning all this stuff and living in Florida on the beach. It was awesome to move back to Ohio. Like that was scary in of itself starting my own business. But my, I took comfort in the fact that, okay, I I set it up to where I had the ability to move back in with my mom. So I live with my mom. And then like, I started doing like part-time training at this gym that I grew up at, um, cause the owner said anytime I wanted to like, if I ever, ever came back home and needed to like do training and had a job, like I would just have to get this like really cheap certification, which is scary how easy it is to get a certification to just go train people <laughs> in the gym. Yeah. Um, but I did that. And, and so like for me taking that risk was easier because I had the, the safety net. I guess that's what I was saying is like, and I think you did too. Cause like yeah. you recognize that you had, because you had the support that you needed to, to make that change, you were able to do it. Um, and that's where I was saying, like some people, you know, that's why going back to what Gary says, like he like feels bad or something that he had all that support or, or whatever. Um, like, you know, a lot of people don't have that. Like a lot of people, like if they decide to start their own business, it's like, listen, you got like three months. And if you can't make something happen in three months, then you're, you're screwed. What are you going to do now? Exactly. Right. Yes. Um, whereas like my thing was I was prepared, like, obviously like things grew very quickly um, at one point. Um, but like I was prepared to go, you know, a few years before I was even, you know, making money. Like I was ready to do that. And I was ready to just live at home and not move and not do anything and just do the same thing over and over again. And that's what I did um, for, for most of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that speaks again to kind of your like grind mentality. Cause I, I would have done that exact same thing because I knew if I could stay patient, whatever, in those couple years, those very crucial years of growth that you need in the beginning. And still, I, I mean, I'm still in it. Um, like, I was patient enough to withstand that, like I would be able to withstand that period of living with my parents and, you know, taking slack from people or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, like, oh, you're on, like, I still, I'm like, yeah, I'm an online fitness coach, whatever the, the hell that means. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like, you have to be patient enough to go through that, that shitty part of it in order to come out on the other side or, you know, or not, you know, some people, some people don't, but like you said, you had the resources available for you to take advantage of that situation. And so it's like, what are you supposed to do? You know, like not take advantage of that and feel guilty because you have those opportunities. It's like, no, of course not. No, you're going to sure, yeah. take advantage and you're going to keep, um, you know, grinding away. But a lot of people 
aren't willing to take you know, around our age, it's very, you know, you want to tell your friends that you're, you're doing this, you're doing this, you know, you're buy, about to, uh, whatever, buy that new, uh, watch or, or buy that new whip or something. Everybody is just yeah. comparing themselves to other people that are the same age as them. And it's just, it's hard to go through those shitty periods in the beginning in order to reap the benefits at the end, you know? Yeah. No, a hundred percent of this. And I think that's part of the reason why, um, anytime I've gone through like a big change like that, I've almost isolated myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I don't want to, because I know that like that, that like, um, that, that quote, like comparison is like the thief of joy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know that like, I'm somebody who I like, I get I'm very easy. Like I, I compare myself a lot. Right. Um, or I know that I'm very susceptible to it. Cause then like, even like seeing Mike, like I was like, that's who I want to be. I want to be exactly yeah like them i want to do and like so maybe in a good way sometimes comparison can be good in terms of like wanting to be them sometimes i think it's obviously very bad um and even like growing up like you know like even like with lifting and fitness and stuff like you know the body issues of like you know i wish i looked like them i wish i had you know, i wish i looked like steve cook why can't i look like steve cook you know why do i not have the same waist as steve cook why do i, why do I have to have a bigger weight? stuff like that you know small stuff um so i've always had that so it's weird how for me in moments of like risk taking where i know i'm vulnerable like i have to be in the past, I've been very conscious about like not putting myself in situations where I will be comparing myself a lot or um, be tempted to like not work hard. I don't know. It's weird. It's like um, I know that like this is like a lot of people might never have might not have any context for this, but like Mike Ficante, the guy we're talking about, like he had that period of time where he was like in the China Grindhouse or whatever, Chinatown Grindhouse, mm. like where he lived in New York and he didn't necessarily have to live in like this crappy apartment. I mean, yeah. he didn't. He was a successful online coach, but he did it anyways. Um, because he wanted to just kind of like remind himself and, you know, some people might say that's a little extreme or whatever, but it's just weird. I've always noticed that like I operate sort of well when I kind of create my own restraints, I guess. Yeah. Um, or, or like not punish myself, but like create restrictions, um, on things to show myself like, Hey, like you need to earn that or like, you know, you can get there like, or, or like you don't necessarily need that thing. Um, I don't know if that's like still in line with what we're talking about, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, 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 that, that a hundred percent makes sense. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, I'm always curious about how you, how people gain the confidence to keep doing what they're doing. And I, I think it usually comes back, uh, to results and, and things like that. But what, what normally keeps you motivated as far as, you know, doing like what kept you motivated to continue losing weight and to continue on that journey? Cause I'm sure you hit plateaus and, and, and things like that. And I'm sure you've hit plateaus mm -hmm. in your business, uh, as well, like what kind yeah. of keeps you motivated to continue on even whenever, you know, shit may get hard. And real quick, yeah. before you answer that, do you care to pull your, I think your, uh, oh, no. your, it's hitting your beard, I think, and it keeps crackling. Yeah. Just okay. move if it, it forward it a little again, bit. There you go. You're yeah. good. If Continue. It again, I, you got me on these, like these peasant wires. I'm sorry, dude. I haven't, like, I haven't used like wired plugins in so long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I heard like, it clicking and I just wanted I to like make go, sure that I had to go find it. I had to go find it because all my headphones <laughs> had like the iPhone plugin. And so like, I'm like looking in like my, like my, my college, uh, book bag to find the headphones that were like from 2016 and never like you actually had the jack oh plug man i'm sorry um, i'm so, i think it was just hitting your neck good. that's all it was but yeah no, continue you're good, you're good. what, yeah, what motivates, motivates you i'm sorry yeah i think i think results obviously like you said are huge um and, and, but it's this is the funny part because i'm really good at doing my own thing and grinding mm -hmm. but i have learned a, a big thing about myself and it's that i need 
support from other people mm. whenever I'm not growing or in that plateau. So, um, so for example, so, so, so Jordan is one of those other guys we talked about, like early on in my business, um, I actually, uh, and I don't know, I don't think Jordan's like really focused on it as much now cause he has like the inner circle and stuff, but he was doing some like business coaching, yeah. um, for like people. I worked um, with him. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For so, a few so months. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. So I, I mean, I worked with Jordan. Like I actually, I mean, I got like just say like I stopped working with Jordan like two months ago. Really nice. I've been work I worked with him for like almost three, like two and a half years. Coaches need coaches, um, man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, the reason though was, be and I realized this late later on is that I mean, obviously, still learning from him. Um, but it got to the point though where he would tell me like, dude, listen, like you don't have to do what I tell you just because I do it this way. Um, and I even knew that, and and whenever he said that, like I realized, okay, wait a minute. I think like the reason why I I still was working with Jordan because like not only at that point, I mean, now he's like a great friend. But it was because I just needed someone who was supporting me and like giving me feedback, um, and, and and so creating that. So for me, I guess in any moment, whenever I've been in a plateau or something, um, it's been extremely helpful for me just just to have someone to either hear me talk about it or to um, work through it with me, um, or just to have empathy about it ha has been huge for me. Um, and, and that's usually how I do it. And, and I guess also though, um, to go into like how, what keeps me doing things. And this is something I always like preach to coaching clients is like everything is very hard when you first do it. And, and I like to like use examples from people's lives. And so like, I'll just use a person I just recently started working with um, who is uh, like a head like nurse at like this, this hospital chain. Um, and so her and like her, one of her biggest struggles is like, she's overwhelmed with like the fitness thing. She doesn't understand that she doesn't understand nutrition, doesn't understand exercise. And that's like keeping her from taking action on it. But I like reminded her, I'm like, okay, well, remember the first, the first week that you were assigned head nurse at like of, over all these people, like how, like how much were you shit in your pants? Like how freaked out were you that like, okay, now you're in charge and people are coming to you probably freaky, but now you've been doing it for years. It probably feels really comfortable. Right. Um, no, Everything you do in life is this, it, once you start to do something and you do it repeatedly over and over and over again, it becomes your new normal. Um, I mean, that's how habits are formed good habits and bad habits. Um, and so, like, I just I take solace in that because anytime I start something new, whether it is a business thing or um, a fitness thing or whatever, uh, I will, you know, remind myself, okay, this sucks right now, but the way to make it not suck is to get better at it. And the only way to get better at it is to keep doing it. And as you keep doing it, it becomes more normal and it, you get better at it. So you actually start to enjoy doing it because you're good at it. You know, it's like, it's almost like a, a cycle. It's a positive, it's like a, it's a posi positive feedback loop. So, so it's really using that frontal cortex that we all have. Yeah. Um, and really, you know, being able to look into the future and say, this sucks right now, but I know that it's going to lead to this. So if I just get through the, the crap of it right now, then I'm going to be, you know, incredibly happy that I got there. And I think that honestly, that takes a lot of like self grit. It, gr it takes a lot of grit. And I don't think that, and here's the thing, it's the good thing and the bad thing about grit is I think most people don't have very much grit, but I think that it's the one thing that I think people, everyone can develop. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it comes like, it's not, I think that some people more naturally just have it. I think most, most people who start their own businesses or do that, like naturally already have grit. Um, but that's why I tell people like, I don't think that I naturally have grit. I think that I, through my fitness, like I think without my fitness journey, I would have never been able to start my own fitness coaching business. Um, partly because, you know, of the passion, but I think literally just the process of getting, you know, losing weight is what allowed me to like realize, okay, this does get better. Um, and stuff like that. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I could not, I could not agree more. I think that that, um, yeah, man, it's, it's so true. It's just, it's, it's, 
yeah, that positive feedback loop of, you know, doing something and then it working out and then you building confidence and then you going harder at it. And then you're just, your, your threshold start, it, it, your standards raise as you get better at something. And then whenever your standards are at a certain point, you know, that's your new normal. And then, you know, you just, you, as long as you're continuing to progress and continuing to push yourself, you know, there's just, there's usually no, no end to that. Um, and then it carries over, carries over to other areas of your life too. So like with the business, essentially, I, I did the the fitness thing, whatever. I competed in bodybuilding. I did basically the extreme of that. And then, but everything that I did as far as learning about fitness, learning about nutrition, uh, learning all these habits and things to, to make my body look the best possible, I just applied that to business. And then I fell in love with the process of learning more about business and more about writing and coaching and becoming the best business coach. And then I feel like there's going to be, you know, the next thing would be whatever, being the best husband or being the best father or yeah. just things like that falling in love with that process of becoming a better you essentially mm -hmm. you know absolutely yeah and i think that like that's where like so then it's funny because like that's important and once you get to that point um you start to realize very quickly like there's so many things that you can quote unquote master or get really good at and that's where i think people start to get really smart and, and now getting to the point where i understand the value of i mean networking but also like being able to quickly identify like what it is like you want to do and what's important to do. And then being able to also like let other people take care of other things in their life or something or, or being able to like have that in a sense. Cause, cause you get to the point where you're like, okay, well I can't be amazing at all these different things. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's when you start to like, you know, specialize or like reach out to people for help too. So like, that's weird. Like I'm in a point of my life now where like I'm you know, getting better. Cause I've always, I hate like my least favorite thing about business is networking. I hate networking. I hate I going and, like, I don't want to like go grab coffee. Yeah. Like 100%. I will. And I'm getting better at it now, but like, I'm not going to go grab coffee with you. Like, I don't want to do that. I get it. Like I don't to talk about like the thing. It's so weird how I'm like that. Um, but I'm starting to value it more partly because I think it's important just to connect to other people who are like-minded in, in a sense, but just like, you know, like you kind of said about just being nice in high school, mm -hmm. like, cause you never know, like, you know, who those people can become. Yeah. It, it's similar, like, you know, networking, talking to people, you never know, like, who you're going to meet, who could like, you know, change your, your life even, or, or like change the course of what you do. Sure. So. But it also depends, you know, I think it's kind of what you're saying is how in the beginning, uh, especially whenever you're building a business, you're going to be saying yes to most opportunities. You're going to be saying yes yeah. to, to everything that comes your way, just because you're not having many things come your way in the beginning anyway. But then as you progress, you know, you're going to have to start saying no to more and more things. Uh, my, my yeah. favorite thing is, uh, by Derek Sivers with his hell yes or no. Um, it's yes, just yeah. like, it's, if, it, if you have to, you know, if you're on the fence between yes and no, you know, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And obviously, yeah. you know, there's certain situations where that doesn't work, but as a general rule, that's a great rule. And I love, I love using that. And like you said, I mean, your, your time is going to be valuable. And of course, yes, you want to help out people. Uh, you want to, you know, uh, go get coffee. You would love to do that for everybody, but to some point, you know, you have to put, you have to put your own, um, ambitions and your own, uh, livelihood before those things. Of course you can do them occasionally mm -hmm. and things like that. But if you just were always pandering to other people's wants and desires, you're never going to be able to put what you really want, um, ahead of, of everything else. And so it's important to keep that in check. Yeah. You have to like really be, um, self-aware of what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Cause I would say like for me though, 
it probably wasn't even a situation where I didn't have time to meet them. It's like, I didn't want to, and that was what it was. It's like, and I should have, but that's okay. That's your, it's your priority. No one like that's, if you don't like networking, that's totally okay. Like it's, yeah. But I think to a degree though, I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like the the hell yes, or if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. But I think it's also like, for me, it's been something where I, okay, maybe I'm not like the world's most happy networker, but like in terms of just like, but this is, this goes even beyond business. This just beyond like to making friends and talking to people like, you have to some like it's also important to like do that to some degree as well. Mm-hmm. Like some people will say because that's like it could, it could also be like well like you know what like I hate you no know, writing blog or I hate putting out content or whatever. I just want to coach people, so I'm, but I'm never going to put out content because it's not what I want to do mm-hmm. in this business. I just want to like you know do whatever. Well, that's not going to work or, or or whatever their field is. It might be something different, completely different. But that's what I'm saying. Like sure. sometimes there are things that like you have to choose between which is the biggest priority for you to move you forward, and then sometimes it's like you're choosing between just like being comfortable mm-hmm. and like being lazy. And maybe it isn't the best thing you should be doing with your time versus something that's probably better for your time. You just don't want to do it because it's not as comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the fine line. I think you can ride yeah. because if it's, if it's between two mutually beneficial things, then it should be something where like, you got to do what you, the hell yes over right. the other thing. Yes. Um, what's right for you in that situation. So no, a hundred percent. No, that, that, that makes, uh, that makes complete sense. I, I really like that too. This is um, yeah, man, this is, this has been great. This has been awesome. Uh, I want to obviously respect your time and things, and we're coming up on on fifty three minutes here, I believe. Um, but I just have one final question. I'm gonna I'm gonna be working on these questions, but I think the final question that I'm going to do um, is if someone someone wanted to be more like Carter Good, what would you tell them to do if they wanted to be more like you? If they wanted to act out their life in a way that's more similar to the way that you act out your life, what would be one thing that you could, you would tell them like, what would, what's something that um, is very important to you in the way that you live your life? Okay. And you're going to like this one cool. uh, for sure. Um, be more selfish. Okay. Um, in a sense that, and this is like, this is going straight into some like um, Peterson. JP. Uh, there it JP is. JP stuff here. And it's because I am a firm believer now. And I think this is something I've always kind of had in my head. But now I think this is like, it explains a lot of things in my life where I just maybe haven't actually done this. I'm really big into self-responsibility and like taking ownership of your life. Mm. Um, So I think too often people will expect other people to take care of them or be responsible for them or or just not even care. And and that's where they find themselves like maybe in unhappy situations. But my thing is always, you have to do what's going to make you happy um, and do what you want to do and be okay with the fact that, um, some people might not, you know, jive with you because of that or, or in knowing that you're going to attract the right people in that sense. Because I think part of it is there's a difference between being selfish and hurting people and being, and being selfish, um, and, and just to do your own thing. Because I truly believe everyone's like trying to do their own thing. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say with this, this is the worst, this is going to be the worst no. answer that you ever get for this last this question. This is amazing. It's something where like, there's a difference between like being selfish to hurt other people and being selfish just because you know, you have to take care of yourself. Like something I said, so is fitness. Like whenever I'm talking to a lot of times I'm working with moms um, and, and their biggest thing is like, they don't want to um, like, they feel like they're taking time away from their kids sometimes when they're focusing on their own health. And I say, I totally get that, but also think about it from this angle like in order for you to be your best self for them, in order for you to be the best mom or feel your best, like you need to like, for, you need to feel your best before you can like give them more of you to have the energy, to have the strength to like take care of them. It's like the thing on the airplane, you know, put your oxygen mask on first before you help the people around you. Yeah. Um, and so I think that can be translated into every area of life where like you need to make sure like you have 
your shit taken care of and you're doing what you want to do. Uh, because if you do that, I think it puts you in a better position to be a better friend, to be a better um, boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, um, to be a better parent, to be a better everything. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. And so that's something that I've really made a priority in my life. And I'll be honest, like I've, I've lost some friends because of it, maybe, maybe um, because I'm not as like, you know, just gung ho to go do things whenever it's going against what my true, what I really want to do with my life. Sure. But it's also opened up the, the path to find people who I really drive with and who are actually helping me grow now. And so, and I think that could be true for anything you apply to in life. So, so be more selfish because by being more selfish, you're able to, in the long term, be a better person for the people around you. Yeah, yeah. Be more selfish so that you can be more selfless, like in in, yes, in the that's long it. run. Man, that was so much <laughs> more catchy. I'm gonna say that all the time. I'm gonna pretend like I don't remember who I. Heard <laughs> you know what's funny is I want to say that I heard that from somebody else. It was probably Gary Vee, but yeah, I I think that 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 puts a little nice bow uh, uh, on everything yeah. that you just said. But awesome, I, I I love that, and I think that that is uh, that's perfect, man. I really like that. Um, oh, yeah, man. So cool, cool. I think this was great. Let's uh let's go ahead and do like your plugs. Is there anything that you want to plug? Yeah. Um, you know, just, uh, or where to find you just maybe just do some social media stuff. Maybe, you know, if, if you just search any social media, Carter good, um, like you said, I think we're both working on some big stuff, but like it's too far down the line to even sure. worry about that. So, um, but yeah, anywhere you, you, uh, do your social media, um, gazing, mm -hmm. um, Instagram, Carter good, uh, Twitter, Carter good, Facebook, Carter good, cartergood.com. So, um, you know, you can just check me out there. I'm normally posting something or posting pictures of wine or food or something like that. <laughs> there so. you go. There you go. And mate or coffee with, uh, with yeah, some Drake, exactly. with some Drake, the Drake, Drake and drip. Yeah. That's amazing. Drip and Drake. Uh, I always forget how I said that's it. That's amazing. Well, cool. I'll make sure whenever, whenever you got your, your big project finished and everything, I'll make sure to have you back on and then we can, you know, promote the, promote Dude, the we'll do a live thing. one. Yes. We'll do your, I'll be your first, here, here's what we'll do. I'll be your first guest on your actual podcast and then i'll be your first live podcast hey, too. i'm a hundred percent down with it and, and you know what we'll do, it. we'll do it like joe rogan style too we'll do like some whiskey yes i'm like we'll sit down Dude. and we'll do like a four-hour podcast uh, that, that's going to be the future like that's a hundred percent what i want the future three, to be three hours in <laughs> yeah, three <laughs> hours in three hours in i'm talking about uh conspiracy theories <laughs> that i believe alex in. jones everything oh man yeah. that's 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 yeah. so amazing yeah we will 110 percent do that but uh but awesome all right dude thank you so much uh for coming on um and we will we will catch up soon thank you to everyone uh who has been listening and um yeah i think i think that's about a wrap thanks for thanks for coming on man absolutely man thanks for having me on cool talk soon